shady on ESPN part. Uh, basically, uh, a couple days ago, uh, this past Wednesday, ESPN pretty much had Paul Feinbaum on the car wash. Um, and what that is is they had him on multiple shows, multiple platforms. They started him off first thing in the morning on the Golik and Wingo show, where well, the topic was on the Golik and Wingo show, and then they had him on the um, first take, uh, with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Then after that, they put him on the Stephen A. Smith show, and then he had his own actual show. And pretty much the the theme of it was, is this Urban Meyer's last season at Ohio State? A pure speculative topic, but, but ESPN went full throttle with it, and Paul Feinbaum was the one that they used to, put out in front to beat the drum. That is totally wrong on ESPN to pretty much create a narrative. They're, they're basing this based off Paul Feinbaum's personal opinion. And, and to me, that's very shady on their part because there's no uh, documented proof. There's no evidence. If they are hearing something, it's pretty much hearsay. But to go on an, on your uh, national platform on all of your shows and let that be one of your uh, biggest topics that you're going to be talking about is just wrong. And essentially what they're doing is giving ammunition to other coaches across the country to use it in recruiting for Ohio State to say, see, uh, Urban Myers, when this back nine, as Dabo said, he's not going to be around uh, Ohio State very much longer. Uh, look at him. Uh, look at his body language on the sidelines. You hear what ESPN is saying. Um, Ohio State's going to have a new coach while you're there. Urban's not going to be there. And so, to me, I just think that it, it doesn't do Ohio State any favors. They know they're going to rile up the Buckeye fan base. It's great for ratings. But it, I think it's just a personal shot at Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes here. So, what do you think is going to happen? I know this is, you know, the billion-dollar question. No one really knows the answer. Maybe not even Urban Meyer at this point. Um, well, you know, if he had to be the first coach since Paul Brown to go out on his own terms, if you consider World War II his own terms at Ohio State, it's truly been the graveyard of coaches for as long as much longer than you and I have been alive. That's for sure. Um, what do you think if Urban Meyer could kind of pick how it all ends? Like, what do you think he wants to do? Do you think he wants to stay around for like three more years through next year? Just what do you think he wants to do? If if it was up to Urban, and this is just purely me just trying to talk through your question here, is I would think that he would like to win 
at least another national championship at Ohio State and probably go off and retire being a grandfather, spending time with his family and grandchildren. To me right now, will that – I mean, obviously Ohio State has to work their themselves back into the hunt here, but are are we talking about a situation where he's burnt out right now? Like, I mean, when you – see him in the way this team is performing and you see his body language on the sidelines, it, it's fair to question if he has any juice left in the tank. We Maybe that, you know, the whole saga with Zach Smith and the suspension really took uh, a greater toll on him than what a lot of people really anticipated. Uh, but, you know, the perfect scenario would, for him to at least get a, at least another national championship here uh, and then he kind of go off on his own terms. Now, I can't see a situation where Ohio State will fire Urban Meyer or anything like that, like you, like you've seen in past coaches. But I could see a situation here where he's just like, I can't, I can't do this any any longer. I'm exhausted. I'm wore out. I can't deal with the drama, uh, and it really doesn't help the situation the way Ohio State uh, president and board of trustees and the whole fiasco really didn't have his back this past this summer going uh going on with the Zach Smith situation so i think that will play a part in his decision come this off season as well i want to get back to recruiting for a second i know we touched on it a little bit earlier um but just i mean obviously this is affecting recruiting um i mean there's just no no, no way of getting around it um you know, I'm sure they're they're always being negatively recruited. I know Dabo have been negative recruiting, as you mentioned, um, for a while. Um, just how much do you think this is hurting Ohio State's recruiting efforts? I think it's hurting. I mean, right now, and if, what are, what are these kids? I mean, as much as a lot of Buckeye fans hate ESPN and they boycott it, everyone's not in that mind frame. So whenever you hear things on the radio and you see things on TV, um, which ESPN is going to draw the majority of the eyes uh, across the country, there's nothing really positive being drummed up about Ohio State right now. And I think it is hurting recruiting. I mean, when you have your coach um, being discussed as being uh, in his final year at the school, it's going to give pause to recruits. Now, and a lot of people – uh, is in the strong belief that Urban needs to get out in front of this. Like, if he doesn't, and the Ohio State PR department doesn't figure out how to get out in front of this and shoot down the rumors, then it's going to continue to affect uh, recruiting heading into early signing day period coming up in in December. So that's the question that you have to, you know, we're all going to have to um, ask Urban, you know, in this press conference, eventually is, hey, what do you think about these rumors? Because if he doesn't get out in front of this, it's going to continue to linger on, and you better believe if Ohio State continues to struggle, the Paul Feinbaums of the world will be out in full force even stronger by ESPN because they already smell blood in the water. If Ohio State doesn't figure out a way to stop it, it's only going to continue to get stronger. All right, let's move past that and just look at the team itself. I think the bye week came at a great time. Normally, you know, whether I didn't, you know, in sports, whether I'm a fan or if I was actually playing or coaching, if, if you know, my team lost, I'd want to get back out there as fast as possible, usually. Um, 
just like last year, Ohio State lost to Iowa and they got back out there against and just blew the doors off Michigan State the next week. But I think this bye comes at a good time for Ohio State because they need they need to make some serious tweaks. Can't overhaul things, but they need to make some serious tweaks. Um, so I guess, you know, what, what's your confidence level? Let's just forget about them winning the national championship for a second. I don't even know if that's a possibility. Let's just forget about that for a second. What is your confidence level, Jay Book, that they can run the table and at least win the Big Ten championship this year? Beat Michigan, win the Big Ten title. I mean, that, that it just depends on if they actually fix their problems, which is a major schematical issue on defense and just uh, the ability to run the football. If they can fix those things, which is a which is a big ass here right now, going into week nine of the season, then I'm I'm of the mind frame that they can win out. I'm if I had to put a number on it, I'm saying. 80-85% um, because we've seen Ohio State uh, correct issues before. They bounced back from horrendous losses, and um, they came back with a little bit more pep in their step. But I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to be able to fix what is happening here. We've already um, heard that the coaches, you know, they, they said some good things in regards to schemes and personnel and not a changing the whole Lob, but trying to tweak some things within the system to see if they can make it work. So I'm skeptical that they're going to be able to get it all corrected um, because they are who they are. I mean, the personnel is who it is right now. Um, but if they find a way to actually get it uh, figured out, I have confidence that they can handle their business and run the table as far as their remaining Big Ten schedule. I mean, Michigan – those guys, they're, they're coming in. This is probably going to be the best Michigan team that Ohio State has faced since 2006, the, the game with uh, Troy Smith when he sealed his Heisman. So I think this is going to be the best Michigan team that, that they have faced in years. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about Michigan. I mean, they uh, looked like the same old Michigan against Notre Dame. That was with Wimbush, a quarterback. Um but they've changed. I, you know, I give Ed Warner credit. Ed Warner was completely over his head as an offensive coordinator, as we all know. But as an O-line coach, he he was fantastic. And I, you know, I really wish he was still Ohio State's offensive line coach. But um, you know, you look at Michigan now; they look legit to me. I mean, Shea Patterson, while not a savior, is by far the best quarterback they've had since Harbaugh's been there. I know it's a very very low bar. The offensive line isn't a joke. That's that's been the the problem. The biggest problem with Michigan, I think, has been their inability to run the ball, basically since Rich Rod got there and. They're able to like run the ball now. We'll see if they can do it against Ohio State. But they have opened my eyes a couple games. I, and their defense obviously is really, really good. Um, but are we? I guess my question for you: so talk more about Michigan. You already said, talked how, how you think they're really good. We agree on that. But are we? Might might we be talking them up a little? Are, are we a little too cautious about Michigan? And are people like me guilty of maybe talking them up too much? I think Michigan is legit. And the reason I say that is because of their defense. Don Brown has turned that into a salty defense year in and year out. I mean, those guys are actually smothering people. And that's that's without Rashawn Gary. So if Rashawn Gary decides he actually wants to play and not pull the Bosa, then they're going to be even better um, right now. So I, I just look at their defense. That's who really sets the tone for them. And then you pair uh, uh, Don Brown – who's always ticked off, and he has his defense playing ticked off with Ed Warner. Ed is doing what Ed does best, and that's just uh, 
developing an offensive line from guys who was really cast aside. As you mentioned, um, their, their running attack. Karan Higdon has, has reeled off six straight 100-yard games, um, and that's a lot of credit goes to Ed Warner really getting that offensive line. And the thing that you – if you follow Michigan – and just kind of uh, just monitor from afar on what they're saying and what they're doing. It's completely different attitude there. There's a lot of confidence coming out of Ann Arbor. When you have the offensive line uh, talking that they're the best offensive line in the country and they're feeling like they're the best unit of the entire Michigan program, that kind of tells you the mind frame. Now, you may not believe it, but if Ed has those kids in that room believing that they're the best offensive line and they're having the numbers to show for it with six straight rushing, 100 yard rushing attack, then that's going to continue to build. Right now, I would say Michigan is in a position to where they're starting to play their best football heading into November. Ohio State is regressing. So that kind of gives you a little bit of pause there. One, your rival is starting to play their best ball when it matters, and we, we, you touched on Shea Patterson. The thing that Shea Patterson is doing is he's not all-world, uh, but he's not making the critical mistakes that you saw from Michigan quarterbacks in the past, and he's good enough to actually make a few plays, especially with his legs and getting outside the pocket and finding wide-open receivers. Uh, their offense is not spectacular by any imagination. I mean, if you look at it, it was pretty much 7-7 and going into the fourth quarter, of that Michigan State game until Donovan Peoples-Jones took that long ball to the house. But other than that, I mean, they are solid. If Ohio State can't figure out how to run the football, Don Brown will have that pressure dialed up on Dwayne Haskins. That's why it's going to be critical for Ohio State to find a semblance of balance, especially heading into November when you go up to Michigan State, because you better believe uh, D'Antonio will have his guys fired up for that game, regardless how banged up they are. Great knowledge, as usual, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, J-Book. You can catch him on Twitter at jbook 37 You can catch his column on Bucknuts at his outside Columbus. So thank you, J-Book, and thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. Hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.